Well, hello, Candy. Hello, Jamie. Here we are again at the table, Sunday night, and a bit different tonight because we've actually eaten the pizza tonight. I know, so we have no motivation to finish, so it'll be interesting how long this one takes. It does. <laughs> but we do, uh, we can watch the end of the show, The Voice. Ooh, I'm really yes. enjoying it, and um, I was going to say, it's nice having the microphone back plugged in this week, because we didn't have it plugged in last week. Yeah. Well, we did, but we didn't have it set up properly. Mm. So. And the graphic is, it's working like a treat, we can see the graphic in front of us. And yes, uh, about the um, vi- the audio last week... It wasn't, it wasn't very good, so yeah, it is great to have it back working again. So we went straight into this week's devotions and started on Monday, 3008-2021. And this week, Candy, the uh, theme was Time Alone to Pray. Okay. And so we're going into uh, Jesus, uh, the Gospel of Matthew, and it captures a lot of the times when he took time to pray. Okay. My soul longs for the courts of the Lord. He will elevate us, just like that song we Aww, started with. That was a good way to do that, wasn't it? It was. Do you remember that song at the concert? Yeah. How good was the concert? I love you two concerts. Mm. <laughs> They've all been good. Yes. Uh, so Monday morning I went to Ephesians 1 and 3, and I just read it because I've memorized it. Over the years, <laughs> like a frog, I read it. I read it, <laughs> and uh, it takes me straight into the presence of God. It's it's like it was written for me. So um, yeah, I really enjoy I really enjoy Ephesians one and three. So thanks, Mum, for um, in just initiating me to read that, and um, I've learned it off by heart. And pretty much, I could live off that the words from uh, this scripture, and and that's all. And that's all. But we have so okay, many... Okay, we finished. We finished. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to hear the doofdoof from next door. He's still going. Hopefully he finishes by nine. Uh, but anyway, Matthew 14 emphasises that Jesus is God on earth. It begins with Jesus dealing with the death of John the Baptist. So Candy, John the Baptist's been killed. And as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and they followed on foot from many towns. And in chapter 14 verse 13, it seems the only time Jesus can be alone now is at night when people are asleep. Crowds from many towns follow him on foot to a remote place where he takes a boat to be alone and rest. He gets out and heals all the sick people. His work's never, his work's never done. That evening the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But and Jesus, Jesus said, Nuh-uh. <laughs> he did. He said, That isn't necessary. I think that's quite nice the way he said that in the Bible. I wonder what he really said. I think you ought to see what you it's said. It's not necessary. <laughs> nah, sounds yeah. a lot better. Uh, anyway, what did he say? He said, You feed them. That would have been better, wouldn't it? Nah, you feed him. Because he, he would have been tired. Nah, you feed him. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Oh, I always imagine their accents to be like that. <laughs> Quite British, weren't they? They were British Jews. Yes. Bring them here, he said. Because imagine they're fishermen. 
Imagine that fisherman, and he goes, and at the end of the, we've only five loaves of bread and two fish. I've never thought about that before. Like, there's a whole lot of fishermen there, like, that's not even a catch. Well, it's well. probably just bait. Hmm. Anyway, Jesus took the bait and oh, fed. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he fed over 5,000 people with it. Wow. So Jesus goes up to the hill after this to pray. It's And then the Bible goes on to say at 3 a.m. 3 in the morning, he's walking across the water. How do you know it was 3 a.m.? Like, he wouldn't have had his Apple Watch on. Well, what did he have? Like, and if it's a sundial, well, three a.m. in the morning. Hello, no sun. I think they have a yeah. moon dial. A moon dial. What they said in the Bible. A it moon was, dial. The moon's not even necessarily up at night, though. But they had they had this thing. It was called. I've got to buy it. Oh, ouch. Hmm. Let's get done and get inside. Away from, <laughs> away from the monsters out here. Okay, so oh they called it the third watch of the night in the Bible. Ah, oh, so, so they had three watches. <laughs> Obviously, because <laughs> the batteries didn't last in those days. Uh, there must have been a saying like that, you know, you start, you can do the first watch, I'll do the second watch, so the third watch. So anyway, so they worked it out, 3 a.m. But anyway. I wonder even if they had talked about a 24-hour time at that point. Because they would have had, like, maybe they had noon and afternoon, evening. Yeah. Well, the next day yeah. started at six o'clock in Jerusalem, didn't it? Yeah. Like the. Yeah. yeah interesting. 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 Yeah. Well. Time. Time changed with British Railways. Oh well. That's why we've we got love, to take that into account. We, we love trains. <laughs> Who doesn't love trains? So anyway, three a.m. in the morning, third watch. Jesus Sorry. is walking across the water. We're still in Monday. In a storm. Was it stormy? Isn't it amazing how it's like the Red, the Red Sea, was it? Red Sea, Dead Sea, Sea of Galilee it was. Sea of Galilee, okay. Well, it's a sea, but it's inland, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. That's all. That's, that's, that's so it. Peter, Peter has a go out walking and he sinks. He walked too. Yeah, and Jesus reaches down and saves him. And now I like I, how you reach down then. Oh, were you itching your scratch? Yeah, I was scratching. There's oh. things down there biting our feet when we're not looking. <laughs> it's calm now. This is on the sea. Okay. Then the disciples worshipped him. Did I say worshipped? I think you did. <laughs> I just made a new word. Oh, my gosh. They worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Anyway, back on land, and the crowds land. arrive. <laughs> land. The yeah. crowds arrive, so 3 a.m. in the morning. I don't know how long it took them to get to. Maybe the, maybe the sun's up now. And the crowds are arriving with is, it. Jesus is the sun. So he was up. So he was awake. <laughs> he was. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the, Stay focused, Jamie. Yes, I know. I was going to go off in a, another direction there, but I'm sticking to the plan. Okay. So, so the crowds fire. arrive with his sick family and friends. If we can only touch the fringe of his robe, we will be healed. Dun, 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 dun. And they are. Tuesday, we made it, Candy. Three one zero eight two zero two one. Last day of the month. Jesus teaches about inner purity. Some important leaders have come from Jerusalem to meet Jesus. They want to know why he doesn't follow their rules. He tells them that they don't even follow them. Hold on. Important leaders to who? The Jewish people, I guess. Uh-huh. 
Just maybe not. Maybe they're not really too important to Jesus. Well, they are important to him, but no, I mean, are they? Were they Roman soldiers? They're no, important. No, no. Well, uh, in those days, let me say it's the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Okay, I'll let you say that. Okay, sounds like a, some nuts or something, doesn't it? What? Now, you know, go get some macadamians, some Sadducees, and some Pharisees. Okay. <laughs> the nuts, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll do the funny stuff. Okay. <laughs> They've come from Jerusalem to meet Jesus. They want to know why he doesn't follow their rules. And he tells them they don't even follow him. He calls them hypocrites. The disciples are shocked. They're like, hang on, Jesus. They wondered if Jesus knew that he'd offended them. Jesus says, as I was writing about them. Oh, when I move this one, it's going to get rid of all of those ones. Well, go on then. And that'll give me lots of points over here. Watch. See, it says 85. It'll keep going, it'll keep going, 98. 98. Oh, 85 yeah. to 98. Right. Oh, oh, more, oh, more, oh, more. Oh, there they come. 111. 111. Oh, that's like bowling. Oh, just so you know, I'm not gambling, I'm playing the game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that didn't sound very good, did it? So Jesus was telling the disciples that um, Isaiah was writing about these guys. And I bet, never, I, I bet they never thought that they were these people, like the, the um, Sadducees and the Pharisees. And Jesus said, these people honour me with their lips. Actually, Isaiah wrote this. But their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideals as commands from God. So they, they're making up rules as if they're God. Jesus said, anything you eat passes Not through... Not like they're God, like they're God's rules. Yes. Yeah. There's a difference, I think. Mm. They turned ten rules into many more. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. That's good he said that because when I was a butcher I used to have all meat over my hands and just be eating meat. Ew, that's gross. Yeah, but I wasn't defiled. Jesus said so. Oh my gosh. So Peter is trying to understand this. Because remember, it's no wonder when he struggles with this in his dream. Remember when Peter had that dream and God said to him, go and eat anything. and Because he, he'd never been into a Gentile's house before. And he'd never broken the rules, the Jewish rules. And God said, oh, I want you to go and do it. He's like, nah. And then he had the dream three times. And then when he went in there to meet all these guys, he's like... Oh, yeah, I can always do this, yeah. Yeah, God told me, oh, yeah, I always do this. Yeah. I don't think he said that. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> he told him, he said, you know, I don't normally do this, but God said I can, so... Okay, that's right on track. So, um... Yes. Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my Heavenly Father will be uprooted. So ignore them. This is about these teachers. They are blind guides leading the blind. I'm thinking of that movie last night, Candy. <laughs> yeah, wait, I don't want to talk about it. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. <laughs> well, one was blind and one was deaf, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> Do you remember the life of Brian when that guy's running along and he's going, I can see, I'm healed, I'm healed, and he ran straight into the ditch? Well, to be honest, I've not actually watched the whole movie. Oh. I haven't. I I know a couple of bits because they're repeated so often, and mm. I've, I've seen like little snippets. I, like, I love... You know, he's not Brian, he's a naughty boy. And, and <laughs> he, 
I'm Brian and she's Brian too. And and um and the one where he, he has a flesh wound. Oh, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I can still watch it. Yeah. But well, there was a scene. I, I reckon. Okay. I reckon Monty Python took this straight out of this scripture, Matthew fifteen thirteen and fourteen, because there's this guy and he says he's been healed by Brian, and he's running along and he just falls straight into a hole. He's not healed at all, and he's just joining in with all the hype that everyone has been healed. Bit of fun there, but uh, this is the truth. Jesus has healed everyone, and he heals this blind guy. In chapter fifteen, Matthew records how Jesus continues to heal people. A Gentile woman pleads for her sick daughter's healing. Jesus ignores her at first. Totally oh, ignores her. Oh, is this someone where she talks about the dogs take the crumbs from the floor? Exactly. From under the table. Because I was thinking about that verse today when um, I gave Larry a little bit of ham when we were making the pizza. Yeah. And I know you don't like me doing that. But anyway, um, confession time too, hey. Um, anyway, but he won't. He'll never ever take something off the bench. He's the dog. Yeah. He takes the food from the floor. So if I give him something, he, quite often he'll wait till it's on the floor. He won't take it from. I, he will take it from my hand, but he, then he'll drop it on the floor. So he's yeah. He's a very uh, dog. He's like a, dog. Yeah, he's like a he's like a uh, Christian dog. <laughs> anyway, he does good stuff. So the Gentile woman says. Um, Jesus, can you heal my daughter? And then she pleads, and and she says, hey, but even the dogs, like you said, Candy. And Jesus commends her on her faith. You know, I bet everyone got shocked there. But, but, get, but get this, like, Jesus is there. He says, he says, oh, you know, go away. And she doesn't go away. Mm. Like, God tells her to go away. And she's like, no. Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm staying. I need this. Yeah. My daughter needs to be healed. I am staying until you heal her. And I think that shows a lot of, like, oh, I don't know the word, but, like, just amazingness to just be that pleading and that. So that much faith speech. that she believes, so much that if she just keeps. Like, yeah. You know that saying, the squeaky not, wheels get the most grease? So you just, if people who just talk about, like, they, I want this, I want this, I want this, or people that complain, they generally get what they want because people get sick and tired of hear, hearing them talk. But And, and that mm. they're persistent. That's a word, isn't it? Yeah, she's strongly persistent. Mm. And I love that. I love that. She's like, Do you think we should pray like that all the time? No. No, because sometimes it's just conversation between me and God just... Hey, Candy, how you going? Yeah, I'm going good, thanks, God. What are you up to today, God? And he tells me what, what's going on. And I said, I'd like to be included in that today, if you don't mind. And he says, yeah. And I say, well, there we go. We're going to do that. I don't plead him because he wants me to be part of what he's doing. Okay. So I just ask him, can I be part of what you're doing today? And he says, yes, and I join in. And okay. that's when the amazing stuff happens. But yeah, sometimes it is good to plead. Just I reckon. To, I reckon just like oh God, can I have that? And he goes no, not now. I said, well, what about now? You know, just keep doing that hmm. because I think. What is that for I, you at the moment then? Oh, I just think of Michelle praying for her to be healed. Oh man, that's. Do you know what I mean? Interesting, yeah. And it's almost like, what about now? Hmm. No, not yet. Well, what about now? It's just anyway. I think. Um, yeah, we just keep praying. Wait till something happens, and then. Open that up again. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, that whole conversation. So Jesus climbs a hill in a place the disciples call the wilderness. The people must climb the hill to bring their sick. So these people are quite persistent. What's the word? They they persevere to bring their sick. They they've got faith. They want to bring their sick friends there, and they're dedicated. And for three days, Jesus is in this place on the hill, and he he heals the sick and he feeds four thousand of them, and it's by the Sea of Galilee. How many? Four thousand. Okay. Okay. Four thousand sick people. No, they're not sick. They're healed. They'd be hungry. They're healed, and they. Anyway. Why would if they were healed from starving? Wednesday zero one zero nine two zero two one. Pinch punch. Winter is over. Spring today. Spring. Oh, that was in Wednesday. Like my hair. <laughs> the the deleters. The deleters. The deleters. Well, it's the leaders' demand, and I put those two <laughs> words together. <laughs> or the leaders, or deleters. The leaders demand Jesus to do a miracle to show them where he gets his authorities. Authorities. <laughs> Authority. Well, see what pizza does when you eat it? You get curly tongue. Think about the story of Jonah, <laughs> he says. curly hair. <laughs> and he leaves them. What do you reckon about that? About what? Jesus said, think about the story of Jonah. And he just walks off. So they want to be like... Uh, they want him to be like them. Is that leaves as in leaves on a tree, or is that leaves as in... That's in um, See You Later. How do you spell leaves on a tree, then? Like that. Well, how do you spell... <laughs> What's the difference, then? I've got no idea. Is there any because difference? Because if, read... if you read that, he might have turned them into leaves. He's God. He turned <laughs> people into donkeys and stuff. <laughs> he and leaves them. And stuff. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay, I'll just so back to the story. They want him to be like them, but they are evil and blind to the kingdom of God. Jesus warns his disciples about their yeast, their teachings. They don't get it, and they argue about bread. They just fed four thousand people, and they're because the they forgot to bring. Pizza dough was really good tonight, wasn't it? It was sticky, sticky dough. Sticky dough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jesus has a garden because he's just fed four thousand people, and they're arguing because they forgot to bring bread. And um, so the, the story goes on, and then he tells them it's beware the, the yeast of the Pharisees. Um, that's their teachings. So then he asks them who the people say he is. And Simon uh, says... Simon Peter. Simon says, hands on heads. <laughs> I thought that was funny oh, when job. I wrote that. Yeah. But Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Matthew 16, 16, 17. And the message says, Jesus came back, God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of any books or from teachers. My Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you are, really are. You are Peter. A rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And uh, I really like that. Our Heavenly Father reveals to us... It's quite an assignment, isn't it? The truth, yeah. Yes. 
But he yes. just had to. He just had to start yes. it. Really. And, and I'll oh, go on here. Easy. We cannot claim this knowledge from our intellect, our reason, our logic, but the Holy Spirit mysteriously embeds beliefs in our heart. They become rock solid, the core of who we are and who we're destined to become. So Jesus prophesies over Simon, now Peter, and he reveals to him his life mission. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And um, I just... um, Anyway, I'll keep reading. I prayed, Heavenly Father, you have revealed deep truths to me about who you are. Without your revelation, I'm stuck, I'm blinded, and left to my own logic and reason. Your wisdom overrides my intellect and gives me hope. The embedded beliefs you put into my heart are keys. They unlock your wisdom, and they are mine forever. I am listening carefully right now for your wisdom and answers to the problems the young people face at the school I work at. Anyway, let's move on from there. Okay, so we're going into Thursday, Candy. 02092021. Awake for half the night with body aches, headache, and hot and cold sweats. Hmm. Oh, listen to Graham Cook talk about keys. It made so much sense. It resonated with my heart. Candy said I should pray with the students. Release the Holy Spirit into their lives. In the middle of the night, do you remember saying that? Yeah, um, no, really. I was asleep. Yeah, you're asleep in your, in your wakeness. <laughs> that goes along with that prayer that I pray, you know, what God's doing I want to be involved in. I don't have to be awake for it. He just uses me anyway. <laughs> Very good. It can be used when you're asleep. Yeah. Well, that's a bonus. Oh, saves time. <laughs> <laughs> I work better without thinking. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it again. Jesus said, I'll give you the keys of heaven's kingdom. Jesus is always talking about his kingdom. My kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. So I get the keys and you get the keys, Candy, but I need to learn what they are for. What do these keys unlock? I need to remember what God's keys, what God has revealed to me about the keys he's given me and use them all the time. Practice makes permanent. And that's not all. You'll have complete and free access to God's kingdom, Jesus is saying. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. No separation, no distance. Excellent. Thanks, Bill. Candy, I wrote it again. You spoke to me in the middle of the night and you said... You need to pray for the Holy Spirit to be released into the students' lives. That's not actually what I said. Well, you're asleep, so you said it better than that. I talked about how I think if you pray for the Holy Spirit to be... for the students to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the first part of each lesson will be about um, God, and then you go into you teaching of your maths so, yes and then all the kids because we're talking about the problems at the school and I was like well the problems are like 
they've already gone over the cliff. You've got to get to the top of the cliff. And what's at the top of the cliff? Possibilities. Possibilities. And you can stop them from falling off the cliff. <laughs> <It'd> <laughs> be nice, wouldn't it? And, and that's, I reckon that's the way to go anyway. Maybe God thinks yeah. that's the way so to go. So I was thinking about different students and how... I need to release grace into their life because we've been learning about that grace. Even when yeah. they've been really naughty and you just feel like giving them a spanking. A spanking? Yeah, but like imagine if they're kids, you know, that's that's the sort of the... Um, and But I've got to tell them who they are in, in God. You know, just go right yeah. over that behaviour and don't worry about the behaviour's not going to... I can't change the behaviour. And then, even if I can, it's not going to change them. But if I change their heart... If God changes their heart, their behaviour will change. God won't change your mind and you can't change your heart. But if you change your mind, God can change your heart. Good. I like it. I went like that when I was doing it. Could you see that? Do you yeah. think you'll see that when you're going for your run? Yeah, I saw the strategy in your hands because you were talking and moving a hand each time. Yeah, thought so. <laughs> thought I was. <laughs> so I need to tell these people who they are in God's eyes. And what can I do? One one student said to me the other day, put the hose under the door and turned it on or did something like that. And um, I said, don't do that. And he said, what are you going to do? And I thought, well, I can't do anything, but I don't do it. <laughs> anyway, but what I can do, I can pray for them, that God will chase them. That'll teach them. Yeah, that God will chase them down the street. And catch him, and he does. He, then he'll be really good to them, because all the smacks have been given to Jesus. He, Jesus took all the punishment. I like how you're looking at me like, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it is. It's, it's, it is. It's just a fantastic because well, Jesus that's is getting smacks. Well, that's how big his grace is. My head's is. going. Oh my gosh, what are you talking about? All right, Friday zero three zero nine two zero two one. Up to talk with you, my God. I'm still not 100%, so I will rest again today. Aches and pains and out of balance. I listened to Graham again, and I was relating what he said to what I can do. Possibilities rather than problems, Candy. I like that. What is missing rather than what is wrong? Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important. Mm. Matthew 16, Jesus turned to Peter and he said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. And I think that's a default position we fall into because we are humans, but we, yeah, we we need to see from God's perspective. And that's what we've just been talking about, possibilities and not problems. Peter was trying to correct Jesus and tell him he was wrong. Friends can be very persuasive in our lives, but we must follow the ways of God. Jesus is leading us to do this, to follow the plan. He is shocking Peter into the reality that God's plans for us Oppose the opinions of comfort, ease, and human logic. Jesus had a plan. He had to follow it through. He had a mission. He had an assignment. (laughs) Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And I just prayed there, Candy, after that. And think about what we've done together. And I said, I thank you, Jesus, that following you has brought you so much joy to my life. I think it must, might be to you also. And I wrote, you have taken Sorry. me to places and given me jobs that I wouldn't have dreamed of. Mm. 
you have shown me that your ways are so much better than I could choose for myself. It's like oh. I've gone to the theme park and ridden the roller coasters. I really want to go to a theme park. <laughs> yes. I've learned to trust you for the direction of my life and to hold on loosely to my plans, always ready in expectation, in expectation of what you want to do next. If you could go to any theme park right now, where would you go? Oh, I don't know. There's so many good ones. You want to go to, just go to Movie World down the road and go on Superman ride. And but what about that ride in Universal Studios? Yeah. Oh, that was Good one. Yes. Oh, yeah, because you, you played music as you went on there. Yeah. Yeah. That was very cool. And you could see your, your face in there. Yeah. Anyway, we better finish up here. Yeah, I uh, Before 30 minutes, because um, otherwise I'm going to run out of breath as I run. So, Kenny, that was our that was our um, talk for the week, and it was about how get alone to pray and, and talk to God and find out what he wants to do, and he's inviting us into his kingdom. I like and all the hand gestures that we yeah, do. Yeah, I'm talking like Italian. Well, I've eaten just eating pizza. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. It all makes sense. Follow the kingdom rules. Kingdom rules. Okay, okay so then. that's it. No, it's good night bye from me. And it's good night bye from me too. Okay. <laughs> I love you.